Bitch, you first. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. It is, it is a, I actually did go back to a previous episode and made sure I double checked and it is not yo. It is That's a. right. A. A. That's what my grandfather, my cousins, my uncles, mm-hmm. they all used to say that when they would come over. A. Yeah. I feel like that's like the opening to almost every Italian household, like ever, like when you walk in the door. Um, but how are, how are you? I'm okay. I'm kind of uh, tired, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Not like sick, sick, but like my stomach is in disarray, which everybody needs to know. Um, yeah, it is one of the symptoms of coronavirus. Yeah, I don't think I'm sick like that. I mean, we'll get tested this Saturday probably, but... I mean, I was completely kidding. I'm, I'm sorry if I just scared you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, at this no, point, it's, I don't... it's not that. I, I'm like, I have a very dark sense of humor about it at this point. I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. I actually said that when I'm, um, I was hanging out with my nieces and nephews these like yesterday and today, cause I went to go give them their Halloween stuff. And the little one is about to be four and he like sneezed and he didn't catch his sneeze. And I was like, Oh, that's how you catch the Rona. And he turns around and goes, I don't have Rona. so i was like dude i was kidding so i'm like maybe i should stop saying that and like now i'm like oh you have a stomach ache that's how you catch the rona like i'm just i'm kidding god i I should stop making that joke you're fine every everybody's fine calm the fuck down (laughs) i I don't know i just got an alert to my phone today about cases rising in los angeles (sighs) significantly but i will say we just had two teams win the championship here so there's been a lot of street partying um, Wait, prob- who won besides the Dodgers? The Lakers won the NBA Finals. How long ago was that? Uh, well, because they did the whole restart thing. That had to be a couple weeks ago, maybe early October. I actually also have to say this to you. Okay, so I made a joke yesterday with my, my brother. Is like obviously a huge sports fan. And he like he said something. I was like, ooh, I have to tell Cola about that. He, I was like, do we really like count the sports wins this year? Like, is this real? Like, does it even really matter? And he was like, hang on a second. (laughs) He's like, yes, because the Dodgers are actually a good team. He's like, now if the Mets won this year, I would have been like, yeah, this year didn't fucking count. Let's do a do over. Like that's bullshit. Whereas like the Dodgers, he's like, you know, they've made it a lot really, really close the last couple of years. And they actually were, were leading up to this. So they should have won because it like, it's all, it all fits, right? Like it makes sense. He's like, but if like a team like the Mets came out of nowhere and won the world series this year, then I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's, let's call it off. All right. As rude as that is, this leads into, <laughs> this leads into my, I ha- we have some thoughts because I agree the Dodgers, the Dodgers, I, I call them my stepsons um, <laughs> because I've been in LA for three years now and I could write the most beautiful fucking poetry about, like this, the, you know, the similarities of leaving Brooklyn for Los Angeles, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always will remark that um, or make note of that whenever I, um, you know, feel like someone's going to be a dick and try to attack <laughs> me for rooting for the Dodgers. But quite honestly, the Dodgers and the Mets, I mean, before this year, the last time the Dodgers won the World Series was 1988. Last time the Mets won the World Series was 1986. So, and up until this year, I had seen them both in my lifetime go to the World Series and lose. So now... So it just feels like your time is coming. Like, this is literally only a matter of time. I mean, well, listen, I told my mom how stoked I was. And don't get me wrong, I was so stoked when the Dodgers won. It, it's not going to hit the same as when the Mets finally win, when I finally get to witness a Mets World Series, just because that's something I've been like... <laughs> laboring on since I was eight years old. Okay. The emotional labor has been put in for that. Like I definitely have like (laughs) some time with the Dodgers as well, but it's not enough time for me to feel, um, you know, that emotionally connected. That being said, I absolutely love Mookie Betts. He's one of my favorite fucking baseball players right now. And I love watching him play. Um, so I'm happy for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, this place was as soon as that third out 
was recorded fireworks outside my window, like all mm-hmm. through the night. Uh, they were partying downtown. They were partying by Echo Park where the stadium is. Um, and it's really and then cases skyrocketed. Well, we'll know that in a couple weeks, I guess. But now would be around the time that if people were celebrating not safely for the Lakers, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that would probably be starting to show up about now. So, yep. Yep. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't, <laughs> but don't follow us for medical advice. That's a fucking <laughs> terrible idea. But, but, but more or less, um, that being said, my other part of my, my thoughts today are the fact that again, this thing came up about Bill de Blasio trying to fucking block the sale <laughs> of the Mets. And this time it was in, it was on ESPN, which is far more credible than Fox business. To me. <laughs> oh no. Um, and I am just going to be like, that's like some next level disaster for the Mets. Like just when I think, and I should stop saying it can't possibly get any worse because the Mets always find a way to make it worse. Like, <laughs> let me count the disasters. I That would be an episode in and of itself. But I'm like, say that, that, that kind of sounds poetic. Like, how can I count the ways? How many times can I count the disasters? Also, I also feel like, I don't know if it's like Mets fans, but like the whole concept of like Mets things to me is like, do you remember in a Bronx tale, like the degenerate gambler that they like put in, the, like put him in the bathroom, like he yeah. sweat over me, like everything he touches is bad luck. I almost feel, no, I'm not saying that's the character are you, you all are. fucking saying <laughs> the Mets are the mush? No, no, no. I just feel like I think of the gambler, like that that character in a movie that's a gambler, because, right, it's like the if you ever take game theory classes in college or anything like that, right? Like the the idea is I keep betting because eventually, right, I keep flipping the coin and I'm getting heads, but I'm going to keep betting on tails because statistically speaking, it has to go in my favor at some point. (laughs) Well, you, you all though have never got your tails. You only keep getting heads. Well, listen, the probability doesn't change. <laughs> Wait, so the reason the probability doesn't change is because we have terrible owners, which we are trying to remedy now. And <laughs> Phil De Blasio is insistent on taping the coin to have two-sided headed coin, whatever, so it never lands on tails. He's shaping the coins together. Both sides are heads. <laughs> That's essentially what this horrible mayor is doing. Listen, I hope it actually doesn't. I hope this is all New York media hype because they love a good Mets tragedy. But like, that's... Don't we? I mean, I feel like we all are now at the edge of our seat. Just like, we now enjoy it because it's almost just so beautifully tragic or tragically beautiful. At the same time, that's that, that holding out for that tales on the coin is exactly why. Cause I've had friends out here being like, you live in LA now you, you come to like be a full time Dodgers fan, you know, like forget the Mets. Like they're, they give you nothing but grief. It is the most abusive relationship I've ever been in. And <laughs> I just cannot do it because I am just, I don't want to let them go because the day that it happens is going to be so fucking sweet. We came close that one time. I joked that I have to wait 15 years between every Mets World Series appearance. Um, <laughs> but there was that year in 2015 where I joked that the Mets accidentally went to the World Series. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, I is there like a curse on you all or some sort? I actually thought about this. You remember how like they said like there was like the Red Sox curse because of yeah. the great Bambino and whatnot? Is there one for you all? No, it's just the way of life. <laughs> team so bad they can't even catch a curse i mean i don't want that (laughs) i don't need that there's some there's been some things that have happened to teams when playing like even the two championships that the mets have won 1969 and 1986 Mm. in both of those series along the way something bad luck has happened to the other team like for example Mm. 1986 famously bill buckner misses that easy ground ball and the Mets win the game. They would have been eliminated that night. Instead, they won the game, won the mm-hmm. World Series the next day. In um, 1969, I don't remember if this was – this I think was for the pennant uh, when they were right. playing the Cubs. There is mm-hmm. the black cat that just appeared out of nowhere on the field and walked the length of the Cubs dugout and then ran off the field. Cubs went from winning and lost the game. 
Oh, fuck. And let me tell you something. I've been on like such a spiritual journey, which is really funny. Like, I'm glad you actually brought that up because I had a moment where I was like, our listeners don't really like know that side of me. Like I've like hinted at it, but anybody who like knows me, it's very, I am like my, my students, like everybody I've ever encountered in my life. Like I've constantly been called an enigma and I used to be like, kind of like offended by that, but I'm not anymore because I get it because I do have such a dominant, strong Brooklyn personality. Like, do not fuck, like, do not cross me. Don't fuck with me. I I will knife you. But also, like, I'm also this, like, spiritual human being who believes, like, everything is connected and the universe is so beautiful. And I totally fucking believe that that cat put some serious fucking bad energy onto the cubs and, like... I just don't fuck with that shit. But so like, while everything is like beautiful and and the world is so interconnected and we're all human beings, I will fucking knife you. So I get the enigma thing now. Well, yes, that is definitely an enigma conundrum within itself. But I think what's also funny about that particular instance is the uh, broadcaster's call on that game. He was like, who's that walking the length of the Cubs dugout? Well, it's not Lady Luck, that's for sure. (laughs) Wow, talk about an omen. Oh, I love I know. shit like that, though. I know. I See, baseball, like baseball's full of shit like that, um, so, which is why I love it so much. But I agree that everything happens for a reason, and much to your brother's uh, joy, I'm <laughs> sure. The reason the Mets did not win the World Series this year is because I said that when they win, because I'm going to be out here, obviously, I need to be able to fly home so I can go to the parade. So I can't oh. go home this year. So therefore, so it was not the time. Plus, but that is kind of like in a way something that would happen to the Mets. Like you would win during the time where like real baseball didn't occur the way it was supposed to. So people can turn around and be like, that's a fake win. Like yeah. that would happen to the Mets. I don't but think I'm glad it, it did it. I would say these are just as valid championships as during the regular season because, you know, this was difficult, this whole fucking crazy restart with all these sports, like having to do all these protocols. A lot of these teams and players lived away from their families to live in a bubble. <laughs> So that they yeah. could, for our entertainment, which like, in my opinion, like yeah. as much as I love baseball and all sports, like I would have just taken the loss for the year and said, hey, it's not safe. But like, we are so like the industry's built off greedy fucking bastards that own these teams and they want their money and we are selfish fucking pricks as Americans and we want our entertainment fucking pick up a book, you dumb shits. I'm sorry. So this is kind of like leaning into where I'm at in the midst of everything that I'm like very jaded and very angry and possibly like borderline nihilistic at this point. But yeah, we actually, I, I love that because I, I think that's so valid. Like so many people are there right now and Yes. I, so to, to go back to the Dodger point, I do think that in a way, like you actually made a really good fucking point. Maybe this is the most, one of the most inspirational wins we can witness because it's a time where people needed that sense of normalcy and that hope. And these players did put their lives on the line, so to speak, obviously not in the same way as like a, like a firefighter or the doctors and nurses who are mm-hmm. helping us right now, but in right. a way they still put themselves in harm's way to have us feel a little bit of normal for a while. And I don't know if that made things better or worse because I do feel like more and more people are feeling the way you feel. And I don't want you to ever apologize for that. You're like, I'm sorry. Now I'm just getting angry. Be fucking angry. Like things are so fucking heavy right now and shit just like really sucks. Um, so yeah, I, I completely get it. But I also like, I think we can't, I, this is where I'm at. I'm not going to tell you or anybody really like how to get through it, but one of the things that like kind of has been giving me a little bit of glimmer of hope is have you like seen the lines in New York for like voting, like the polls and stuff like that? Yeah. New York is always incredible with that. I mean, like, although yeah. I would argue, well, first of all, yes, the voting is fucking amazing and people are just like adamant. Like I've had so many friends from New York post their photos and like, mm-hmm. obviously everyone thinks that's tacky, but it's actually not. Um, in my opinion, like, go ahead, post your, I voted photo. You should be proud that you voted, even yes. though I I have theories about how the electoral electoral college is basically bullshit, but <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, but you should, you, should hear- still, you should still vote, like because oh yeah 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 yeah. But it's it's the electoral college is bullshit 
regardless, period, right? But that doesn't mean you don't vote. Right. Right. Like, right. like those are two separate arguments in, in my mind. Like, yes, they go hand in hand, but um, there was a really good speaker I'd listened to recently who made it a really amazing point. She actually talked about voter suppression, which a lot of the lines we're seeing, people are like, it's great, but you're also seeing voter suppression like 101. But like, yes, but also the fact that people still are holding their place, I do think that's kind of giving me a little bit of hope. And one of the things we wanted to share with you all is, so our best friend, Kristen, who was on one of our previous episodes, um, she is the broad still in Brooklyn. That's kind of her name. <laughs> I want to give um, her like a plaque that says that. I know, like the broad still in Brooklyn. Um, she texted me the other day, so she was waiting in line to vote. She actually was on the same line as my mom, which I think is so funny that they were on the line at the same time and the same line because early voting in there, they live like right around the block. I was going to say they're in the same same neighborhood now. Yep. And so they both got the go ahead to like do the early voting at the same time. And they literally were both on the line at the same time and didn't know. Um, but so she texted me and this is like, we obviously had to share it with you all because like, it was just so perfectly like my heart swelled up when she read this and she just texted me and said, there's an old lady sitting on her stoop on the block we're waiting for. So Kristen's waiting in line to vote. She said it was like moving, but like, it was kind of slow, but there was like mad people. She said at one point there was like lines around like the block, but she started like, it started to move fairly quickly. But so she said, there's an old lady sitting on her stoop on the block we're waiting for. And we just start moving up just a little. And she screams, I'm behind the guy with the giant's hat on. Don't fuck me over. I can't stand because of my arthritis. <laughs> and she just loves, laughed my ass off. I really fucking love Brooklyn. Like there's nothing more Brooklyn that could have occurred in my entire life in this like state that we're currently in. Truly iconic woman. I would um, put her on a t-shirt with her saying that like, it's Man, beautiful. Let's go to the ends of the earth for you. But yeah, like I feel like people are, are feeling angry, but a lot of the voting has been giving me like the lines I'm seeing is giving me hope, especially in New York, because granted we know New York's like, no one's going to be um, surprised by how New York's turnout is for the most part. They always are predominantly blue, but the fact that people are no longer just resting on this concept of, well, it doesn't matter because my state's just going to go this way, right? Like where it doesn't matter because my vote doesn't count because one of the things I had, I had heard like from that speaker that I, I had watched a few weeks ago who was talking about voter suppression is um, if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying this hard to keep you from doing it in the first place, right? So when you think, well, my vote doesn't count, my vote doesn't matter, you're playing right into the hand that these people who want to remain in power and keep you in the dark, that's what you're playing into. Right. So, um, and like I, like I said, so a lot of, I know you're like in this nihilistic space right now and, and super angry space. And honestly, I was there for a very, very long time and most days I still go back because she bitter. <laughs> um, I go back a lot, but I haven't felt that way in the last two weeks. Like, like what are some things that you feel like have been giving you hope lately? Besides like the lines and the voter turnout right now. That's, I don't even know because the, what's giving me hope, I guess, is seeing like the younger generation like Gen Z, I think we talked about this before, like, they're like, very politically conscious and like, active. And like, mm -hmm. you know, the younger generation is the only thing that really gives me hope. Because like, I don't know, I just feel like, I feel here's the good news. I feel like, what were we talking about flipping the coin, right? I feel like <laughs> we're due for a win. We're due <laughs> for some tails. That's, yep. we, maybe we should have picked heads as the good thing. But anyway, you know what? Tails are fun. They wag. Um, so. <laughs> I myself am a big fan of tail. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, but, I, I agree. We're, we're due for a win. We're due, we're, for a, we're due for a win. I just like, I said, like, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago when I thought that Trump was going to die. That I was like, man, I said we were due for a win, and boy, are we about to get a big one. Um, <laughs> I, um, you know, that, you know, but I still think that's the case. Like, I, I tend to, um, I told myself, I guess I'm just like feeling a lot of stress and sadness from 
I just want this to be over. Like I want the election. Yeah. Portion, obviously I want the year to be over. Not that that's going to cure coronavirus because it's not, but I, I especially want the election to be over because I feel like then we'll know hopefully if like somebody competent is going to be in charge and get this under control somehow, or if we're, if I'm, we're just going to steadily continue to march toward decline, which is what I kind of feel yeah. right now. But yeah. um I, I tend to look at uh, 538.com uh, a lot around this time. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember doing this in 2016 and like Hillary still looked good in those polls. And like, it looked like she, but it was way closer. Like looking at it now, looking at the Biden Trump stats, it definitely looks like, I mean, knock on wood, Biden should have a significant win. Like they're nowhere near as close as they were before. Um, right. But what I also think is funny, if you go if you go to projects.538.com slash 2020 election forecast, mm-hmm. um, there's this thing that comes up called this is little like cartoon fox with glasses. <laughs> and it says, hi there, I'm Fivey Fox, and I'm here to show you around. Each of these maps is an example of how things might shake out on the on election day. And it basically, basically shows you the states that Biden has to win in order to re- produce a Biden win and the states mm-hmm. Trump has to win to produce a Trump win. So majority mm-hmm. of those are in favor of Biden already. But right. like even with this nihilistic cartoon Fox showing me around, like I just <laughs> do not I f- feel secure. I that. That's like, what is the best way for us to deliver potentially good news or potentially bad news. Let's let the fox do it. The cartoon fox. Anna, Anna, you have to go to this website right now. So you I was can- just looking. I was actually like just googling it on my phone. Like Here, I will send you the link this because this is so funny. Like I need you to see what the fox looks like, and I think you'll agree. Everyone, you can also pull this up. I'll put it in the. Um, it's five thirty-eight. You have to like spell it out just as like a heads yeah, up. Yeah, like, I'll put the link in the in the notes to the episode. But you guys just need to see what the fox looks like, and then I think you'll agree. I pretty much nailed the voice that he would have. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, he looks like such a little goober. That, that right. is a very but, good voice that you. But did. then if you scroll down the page, I was you'll say he's like he's like popping out everywhere. He's like, he's like don't count the other dog out. Like, he's like oh. the yeah exactly. He's the nihilistic Microsoft paperclip of this election. Yes, I love him. Oh my and, gosh, yes! Everybody, please go look at this because if this will fucking make your night significantly better, it's I don't so funny. Know if it made my night, but it definitely is like a way of delivering bad news with like a pleasing image, like a good graphic. Like, yeah, I'm here for it. No, I love that. I also think so. <laughs> his eyes—he's like cockeyed. Like he's got like his eyes are like drawn all this askew. Kid, this fox was definitely like doodled, and someone was like we should put this on our website. Like it was not like a, Hey man, we're going to, we want to create like an animated, like little figure. Can you doodle this for us? It was more of like, I feel like this was like an accidental doodle. Like, like I drew the little Fox. Like, Hey, why don't we put him on our website? He's kind of cute, but like not too cute. If you scroll down that graphic where it says, don't count the underdog out, upset wins are surprising, but not impossible. He looks like way <laughs> too happy about that. And it's like, you can't be happy about that this year. Like they should, he should have been like frowning or like, you know. With his- it's almost like he doesn't even realize it. But he also doesn't. here's, so like, He's I know. shaking marbles in a jar. Yeah, I, so this episode will come out the day before election yeah. day. And so anybody listening, like, that isn't to say that you should not go vote, which is obviously not what we're we're saying. Um, we could do a whole other episode on like voting in electoral college explanation. This is actually my bread and butter. Again, this adds the enig- en- enigmaticness of me. Enigmatic. Beautiful. Is that it? <laughs> you just committed. You were just like beautiful. Like what a great friend. You really just helped me commit to that. I'll be totally um, honest. I am very fixated on this Fox cartoon. This is not. <laughs> you can't put like a cartoon next to like all of these numbers because I'm just like, well, what does the cartoon say about them? Well, yeah. What is the cartoon? Let's let the Fox tell us. Um, maybe we should get our own little like creepy character mascot. Well, I for, think we know it, it would easily be a rat. Oh, or, yes, 100%. He's not in glasses, though. No, he's yeah. not in glasses, though. We need one like how Nico has the dead-ass bees now. <laughs> he's done his new series. Did you see that? 
Oh, oh like, yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe we jumped over that. I, I love yeah. that one too. He, so his new series for those who don't know. So very similar to like bro, she's too young for you. Um, it's like what, I don't even know what it is. I, I think like it's like, go. she's not New York enough for you. Yes. She's not New York enough. And one of them, I felt so fucking called out because I was like, Oh, I've done that. And I feel like really, really attacked by that. Um, it was, oh, she's never haggled for fake jewelry on St. Mark. She's not New York enough for you, bro. And I was like, I've haggled for fake. Like when I was like 15 years old, like I remember like being one of the people who, by the way, didn't even know that like those like people in St. Mark's like on their streets, like technically are not supposed to be there. Really? But no, not unless they have like a permit, which some of them do, but a lot of them don't. But like the fact that I just like didn't even think that that was like, like, I just thought that was so normal, but whatever. So, so sorry, going back to this whole voting thing. I love our sign tangents. Um, <laughs> going back to the whole voting thing. I think also one of the things that has kind of been giving me hope right now is I think there's, so the young people, definitely young people, definitely, definitely. But one of the things, you know, I, like I said before, I, I was in a really negative and angry space for a really long time about a lot of stuff, but I almost felt like my anger was no longer like, it didn't feel like enough. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're just like so angry, like at some point, I think I just got to a point where I was like, okay, this isn't like serving me for good anymore. Like I sat with my anger. I understand my anger. I feel, and I said this before I said this to my, my nephew today, anger is the, is really the emotion of, in, of a feeling of injustice, right? People feel hurt because things are unfair. So I sat with that for a little while and I was like, okay, this is unfair, this is unfair, this is unfair. Now, for anybody who knows me, you know that I am a journaler, I'm a meditator, I am a yogi, um, I am a like spiritual soul through and through, like I kind of said before. Um, and everything I've just been doing lately around like my journaling, um, I also do, do you know what a universal card pull is? Is, does it have anything to do with tarot cards? That's oh, so, okay. So I don't really fuck with the tarot. Like, let me just, let me just say that. Right wow. First and foremost. Rude. I don't really. Attack. Attack. I, I don't, so I don't, I understand why people like tarot cards. I personally just don't because, okay. So if you ask one of my friends this, he would say that I am just too afraid of like what would potentially be revealed. And that is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, I want to do your tarot reading one day. When I would. person. I'm totally, I'm up for those things. I think for me though, so I do universal card pulling, very similar to tarot is that like, right? Like it's all about the energy and the cards you pull. And so, like I said, my mental health has been so heavy lately. Things just feel like shit. And so I was like, all right, I got to get back into the meditating and finding, there's like a great quote. Um, I can't remember who it's by, but basically it's the idea that you can't feel gratitude and like negativity at the same time. Right. And there's no way that gratitude and negativity can be held collectively. Right. Like no one's negatively gratitudeful or grateful. <laughs> wow. God damn it. Um, we love it. We love like, we're just really, we're going with it tonight, but you can't be negatively grat grateful. Like that's not how great, like that's not how gratitude works. Well, I could be negative about one thing and be grateful for another though right right but you can't do it at the same time like the thing you're grateful for it still will be on the side of positivity so even if it's like okay i'm in a moment of struggle right like so let's, let's say it's a negative thing and then you look at it and you go well i'm grateful for this struggle the why behind it is still going to be positive Right. Like no one's sitting there being like, I feel grateful because I broke my arm and I really enjoyed the pain. That's not <laughs> that's not how gratitude works. Like it's I mean, it's I'm grateful that I broke my arm because I think it was my way, my body's way of telling me or something was telling me that I needed to like sit down for a second and collect my thoughts. That is so <laughs> fucking rude. They couldn't just make me stub my toe. I had to break my whole fucking arm. <laughs> but it's the idea of like your body was like essentially like something much bigger was like you need to calm the fuck down have a seat like stop doing so much right but that's that's why it's like you can't look at the glass half full and 
half empty at the same time. They're two separate thoughts. So that's why I, I get say it. the glass. It depends. Did I just fill the glass up or am I drinking from the glass? I'm being <laughs> such a dick on purpose and I'm going to stop. But no, it's okay. That's why you balance me out so well, though. Like, because if is... I'm drinking from the glass, then obviously in my mind it's half empty. But if I'm pouring myself more water and I only pour myself half a glass, then I'm thinking it's half full. Maybe I'm a realist in that sense. I very much feel that I. That's like, that's been my thing literally since I was like four years old. Like, that you're a realist? I'm a realist. I'm like, I was one of those kids that was like, quote unquote, an old soul. Like, fucking nothing. Like, I was distrustful of like everybody around me. And like, I remember my mom said that she got uh, Barney to come to my sister's like second birthday. And I'm standing there looking at it and at, wait a minute, tell me if you remember this venue, Bobby's World. Yeah. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, wait, was it like, like one of those like indoor amusement, like mini amusement park type? Anyway, so we had all of our birthdays there when we were kids, but uh, anyway, so my mom got like Barney to come and I just like went up to my mom. I was like, that Barney has a zipper on the back of him. That's not like legit. And she was like, and she was like, Christina, please just don't say anything to your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Like she was two. So it's not like she would have comprehended, you know, anyway, but, and I wasn't that type of kid. Like I wasn't like, like if I like came to a realization about something, like I wouldn't like run around and try to like fuck it up for the other kids or anything. I was very shy and introverted. So it was just kind of information that I kept to myself and I'm like, "Mm, okay, be aware. Yep. Yeah. No, that, that makes, that makes sense. I think, um, so actually the definition of optimism is that you're fully aware of the circumstances that are happening like a realist. You just have hope. That's the difference is that you just have hope that it'll work out. Whereas a pessimistic will say, will already say it's not going to work out. Yeah. So see, like, I, there's realism in both. Right. So I feel like I don't, <laughs> I forgot I what I'm either. I'm neither though, because like, I'm literally like, my response to everything is we'll see what happens. Like, you know, Well, yeah, but that's, that's fine. That's like completely, that's completely I don't, fine. I don't want to say I'm like hopeless because that sounds like I'm suicidal and I'm not, but like I, at this point, I just am taking everything with like, a. I think I'm jaded. I think that's a better word. Like yes. I yes. want to see, like, I don't like, nothing i'd like him back to like that point of like i don't trust these like numbers these facts or whatever thank god california just said the other day that you know when a vaccine does come out they're going to privately like vet the vaccine before it starts getting distributed because i don't trust these fuckery like government shits like i know like you know, trying to rush a vaccine before election day, like nobody wants that. I don't need to fucking have a heart attack because like, you know, like I'm fine with waiting. Like I will do like, yes, it's all, I know we're all like pandemic exhausted right now, but that doesn't mean you get like, like it's hard. No one said it wasn't going to be hard and we've never dealt with anything like this. Our particular generation has just constantly been dealing with like disasters since we were children. Like we so, should not be called. What are we like? Technically, Gen X. We're Gen, right? no, we're Gen we're, Y. No, we're Gen we're, Y. We're millennials. Right, but that's the letter generation. I believe is Y. Oh yeah, sure. Like, yeah. why on earth is this happening again? I was just gonna say it should have actually been Gen L because that's all we've been fucking taking is L <laughs> since we were fucking born. Um, but no, I'm first off when it comes to the vaccine, my philosophy is bitch you first. Like, I'll just yeah. I'll wait for the yeah, same. I'm, I'm, I'm like, good on I'm, I'm good on that. But like, I'm, I also think. Like you first, you first. (laughs) (laughs) Like I think a lot of also what I I agree with the jadedness, and I think that's what I was feeling for a really long time too. And don't get me wrong, again, I still feel that jadedness. But in a lot of like what I've just been experiencing lately, is I look at I look at my friends who are hurting and who are also angry, right? In a little while, it got to a point where like. I mean, not you, obviously I talk to you every week, but like a lot of my friends, I just like, didn't want to talk to anymore because I was like being angry together. Wasn't, wasn't helping anymore. It wasn't like making me feel better. And it was just creating this like dark spiral of negativity. And so I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to meditate anymore. I'm not going to like pray or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like 
well, that sounds negative, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do any of these things anymore from how is this going to help me anymore? So I started to like, kind of do these like universal message polls. And I kind of started like changing the concept in my mind of what I'm going into this, like, what am I trying to feel better for? And so I start looking at people around me again, who feel, I look at my own hurt and I look at the, the jadedness and the anger around me. And I was like, how can I start helping people around me not feel so hurt anymore? So I went from like, I guess like the way I started thinking was, is like in the way of self of like, why, like, how can I make myself feel better to how can I help now others feel better? Especially when like, I like, we're all so fucking angry. Like we are all so goddamn angry. And again, for very, 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 very fucking valid reasons. But so my therapist, like we kind of talked about this last week, and this is like kind of what's also helped shift this narrative for me is she said, she's like, this is the only time I'm ever going to tell you to look back, right? Like anybody who goes to therapy, like your therapist almost will never tell you like, all right, let's harp on the past. Like that sounds like, (laughs) but she's almost like, this is probably the only time I'm going to tell you to really like look back, but look at, I need you to look at all of the times tragedy had occurred. And it kind of reminded me of the conversation you and I had about like New York is dead, right? She's like, find the tragedies that we're in right now, the similar or like what look like right now. And think of the people who are experiencing it, right? Like you just said, we've never experienced anything like this before. Those people thought the same thing as it was happening and what happened, right? And she said the words humanity prevailed. How did humanity prevail? Right. Like, is it for the better? Not necessarily. We're, 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 we're operating in 400 years of fucking oppression and harmful behaviors and white supremacy. Like, yes, yes, yes. I, I hear you all. But humanity did prevail. So for her, it's it, for when she was talking to me and she was like, well, how did it prevail? Right. Like, how did those people navigate out of it? Was there a lot of PTSD and trauma? Absolutely. Are we better off, though? Because maybe we as a generation, like I know you and I, we talk more about mental health. We know Gen Z, like, again, the ones who are going to save us all, they're definitely tuned into mental health way more. So, like, while things have gotten bad, haven't we in some way also still gotten better? There was a uh, – I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I just – I guess, like, I don't know. There's – I'm waiting for a lot of people to die out, I guess. That's uh, – <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, it's like there's definitely, really? like – Bitch, you first. Bitch, you first. Well, it reminded me of another um, thing I saw the other day. Uh, you know, these memes that I've been that I find, or that my girlfriend and I send each other when, like, you know, we just like want to laugh or feel better. Is like one of them I saw was something like my mom is up here saying like back in my day. Well, bitch, it's not your day now. It's my day. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that's exactly it. Like. Your day actually made the way for my bed a couple of days. So shut the fuck up. Well, I think, yes, humanity did prevail, but it's like, where are we at with that? Like, like you said, like, yes, we are, you know, I mean, I guess in a, in a way it's like, well, now we're, are we starting to finally aggressively tackle like those, those institutions of like fucking, you know, white supremacy and shit. But like, you know, I just finished reading a book that's excellent called the color of law. And it basically, details um and i know i'm gonna fuck this up a little so i highly recommend looking it up to get the actual accurate synopsis but essentially um it details like the way um you know we built houses and what areas houses were Mm -hmm. built and who could move into those housing uh like communities for example even years after segregation like ended And like years after, you know, when you think that like, oh, you know, we're making progress. And first of all, one, segregation was not that long ago. Two, even long after that, there were these homeowners associations with rules in place that still prevented African-American families from moving into all white neighborhoods. And three, if they did manage even later on, years later, to to move into those neighborhoods, uh, white- The amount of racism they felt- but like next level, like throwing rocks through windows, like chasing them from the neighborhood. Um, so anytime there were like housing projects built up, if they were for lower income families, there would be, uh, you know, housing projects for white families and then housing projects for black families. Like it's just apps. It was absolutely powerful. And I actually had to stop reading the book for a minute because it was just so infuriating. And like, so it was just like really like pissing me off. Um, 
you know, and I know this isn't like, this isn't, it's not even that it was that surprising. Like, you know, like, no. of course this is what's been happening, you know? Uh, no. So it, it was just like, so it just blows my mind because of course, when you have generations of that, you can't just snap your fingers in like 2016 or 2017 or whenever, like modern day, like in the recent years and have that all go away because that's generational uh, segregation and generational oppression that just like doesn't. And like, I know I'm not saying anything novel or new, but it's no, just, no, but it's valid. And it's, honestly, it, so, it might be new for someone listening right now. So, uh, well, that's then I'm happy I could open your ears to this, but yeah, it's just uh, back to that point about like humanity. It's like, well, we have to like start making like significant changes and we keep like knocking the people away who are trying to make like, those significant changes like the dnc picked the safe choice with biden i'm not gonna you know i it's very obvious like i i have i think about this sometimes um you know if bernie would have got the nom this year or something <laughs> like the dnc i don't know if that would have been i don't know if they would have like okayed that because like here's the thing they probably i, do, I don't even know myself if he could have beaten trump because he's too left-leaning you know right now i feel like everyone's just trying to get the country back on like on the rails i, I was <laughs> i was listening to uh one of my favorite songs today by iron Sheik. it's called my mm-hmm. best friend is a nihilist uh <laughs> and the chorus goes it's like driving a runaway hearse I can't yeah. stop. I just make things worse. And like, uh, that's kind of like how I've been feeling about literally everything these yeah. days. It's like, we're, this country is like a runaway hearse, literally. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I think it, a lot of it is right now. There was a lot of people going back to it, forgot their humanity. And yes, like to some degree of what you're saying is it's, it's very, very true. Like, but it's similar to New York, like New York isn't dead. It's just becoming a new version of itself. So I often think like, is that where we are right now? Are we just becoming a new version of itself? Because again, humanity, at some point, humanity progresses and prevails Does for positive or negative. I'm not sure, but I do think. So one of like, this is like one of my favorite quotes that like I've ever heard in my entire life. It's from my former supervisor used to say it to me all the time is changing culture is like changing the direction of a river. And the, essentially the river of the United States is fucking Niagara Falls and we're all at the bottom. Okay, <laughs> so That's how I often feel is like, this is not changing the director of a river. I'm trying to get the fucking water to go the opposite way. And gravity is literally working against me. But essentially the way in which we change the direction of a river is one pebble at a time. Right. So I often think like, Yes, the the DNC, like Bernie probably would not have, we don't know because it never actually played out, but I think Biden was the safe choice, yes. And and I think I'm even at the point where like, I'm not even looking at this election anymore. I'm looking at how does humanity restore itself? Because there's so much hate and divide and understandably so like, and let's keep in mind, I am Little Miss, like you all know, Anna's in analytical quarter, a corner, I am... I am the, let's read, like I'm reading the book, like white supremacy in me now. Like I'm totally going to now read the color of law, which I think I actually have heard of, right? Like about like, uh, I read like a really great book recently about like redlining and ger- like gerrymandering and like oppressions and things like that through voters. And, and I, um, I have like a new book I just added to my list about voter suppression. Um, I am like little miss like thirst and knowledge, but I think again, and this, this could be because of like, I am not. I'm not nihilistic. And again, I'm not, I don't want you to think I'm saying to you like, Cola, have you ever just like tried fucking smiling and feeling a little bit nicer or happier or better? Like that's not how fucking life works. Like, and make no mistake, Anna is still really fucking jaded and angry and upset and wants everybody to like fuck off. Like that has still not happened, but I'm just trying to turn a lot of where I'm at right now is to like, where am I laying my pebble is kind of where I'm at right now is how am I laying my pebble and how can I look at someone like you in my life who I care about and I love and how can I help you through what's being your jadedness right now? Because again, I'm looking past election day because I don't think we're actually going to get an answer on election day. I really, really don't. But we know that the DNC is also a bunch of fuckheads and they're also hurt. Like I'm tired. I just, I'm at the point where I'm tired of people looking at these systems, like, you know, like, like Democrat versus Republican. I'm tired of fucking looking at that. Like, 
we need to stop turning on each other. And yes, there are a lot of people who are racist as fuck. And like, <laughs> I'm, I, I, will, I will, I have many a thoughts and many a words for you for another day. But that my point is, is that I, I'm just tired of like this, this divide. And I'm trying to think like, how do I'm just trying to see the hurt first. And like, mm-hmm. I see anger on both sides and I'm really pushing myself right now to see the hurt because I just feel like we're all in need of a lot of healing right now because again, election day is going to move past it. Biden doesn't fix a lot of these, this, this 400 year. No, like he, he definitely off. by no means does. Um, yeah. yeah. I was, my usual way to cope is to make dark jokes. And you were asking where my pebble is. And I was like, a bird scooped it out of the river and is choking <laughs> on it. <laughs> What a beautiful image that uh, also would happen to you. N- uh, n- I don't know, but I'm just making a dumb joke. The point is uh, Biden doesn't fix any of this, but no. I, what I'm, you know, it's because now we've had four years of someone spewing mm-hmm. hate and fascism and like, oh, yeah. that is what causes <laughs> the divide though. Like that's, what's made it so much worse. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like uh, these are all things that are not novel in the past four years, you know, uh, I mean, they've been brought to the surface more than ever. Um, But, you know, I just think like, you're right. If anything, like if somebody, anyone else in there just needs to start like moving toward like, we're not empathetic. That's our big problem as humanity. It's like you mentioned Mm -hmm. like humanity survives again. Like how has it done it in the past? By just stepping on all the people that it thinks doesn't matter, you know, in like, it, it just sucks. It's not necessarily even survival of the fittest. It's like survival of the, the richest. So it's like, uh, I was just going to say the whitest and the richest. Yeah. But I, I, I and you're a hundred percent correct. Like <laughs> what we've had these last four years, I think again, showed us how ugly and how deep this shit runs. It didn't start with him, but it's only been more heightened. Right. right. So, and to me, it's like, again, I look Everything on the other side of what I hear about why people support him is because it co- all comes from a place of fear. Have you ever recognized that? Yeah. There's oh, fear on both Every, like, everything comes from fear. But the difference is everything. my fear is that, you know, God, you know, I'm, I'm also worried that if this fucking clown loses, like that whole fucking threatening about not peaceful transfer of power, like what the fuck is that, man? Like you got yeah. that. That's like we just that's another thing is like. We've just let this person get away with everything. Like that's like yeah. anytime something else. That's why I'm, I'm another reason I'm feeling so jaded too. Because it's like someone will text me and be like, "Did you see blah 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 his taxes?" I'm like, honestly, like we're way past that. Like I truly really? like. Why you are can, you surprised anymore? You can bring up no. It's not even that. Why are you surprised? It's just like they're not going to get him on anything. And like right. my therapist was telling me this week, like. You know, he'll be arrested immediately. And I was like, yeah, but what the fuck's going to happen? Like, nothing's going to happen to him. Like, you know. Be arrested for, like, oh, oh honey. But, here, but here's the thing. My I love, fear. I that's, love her optimism. Yeah, I don't. No, I'm joking. I do. <laughs> I, uh, but, but, you know, it's my, my fear is just like, oh, God, like, I, if this happens, like, I don't want to be, like, killed by some fucking Nazi psycho out there. While. Yeah. Their fear is like rooted in hate and refusal to like be open to understanding. And therefore they're going to do some crazy fucking shit, like try to kidnap a governor or something like that. So I don't, I know everything is rooted in fear, but let's, let's make no mistake. You know, there's a difference between level uh, between the two, you know, between the two types of fear, you know, like no one's fucking like, strapping on like a fucking AK-47 and going to like hold up, hold like the state house hostage, you know, like fucking. So that's, I I, no, you're, you're right. There's it's my point is, is like to the, to the fear point is it's like, we're just operating right now in such a space of, of fear that it's like not real. Like my favorite thing right now from the other side is, is like, man, you don't want Trump to win. Like, I guess you're really, you're say hello to socialism and communism. And I'm like, but hold on. Those are two different things. First of all, second, like, like, let's just start there. That's second of all. Why, like, 
we're so afraid of socialism because again, it goes back to the fear, the miseducation because, and I say this all the time, this has been like my running like thing these like last two weeks is people are like, you know, people flee their country to come to our country when there's like their socialism. I'm like, who the fuck is, we don't have any refugees from the Netherlands. Like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no one from Canada fleeing Canada to seek refuge in the United States. They're flinging fascism, you dumb fucks. So like, sorry, that was, oh, fuck, that was mean. But see, no. that's where the, that's where the New York, like, but, see, but, she's still in there. But that's but, the thing. Yes. But it, it all comes down to like, you know, I remember like being told growing up, it's like, you want your taxes to pay for these people who don't work and like, don't have it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know what? Yeah, I do. Like if I'm doing fine, like, and I'm, I got this, like I have privilege. I'm like a white woman. Like, you know, I, why should, why not have my taxes pay for that? I don't care. Like I, I, it's the lack of empathy, you know, like, it's like, what, what does it matter? I don't need to know specifically why this person you know, why these people in general are not working or are on hard times or, you know, whatever, whether it's like, they're just, you know, systemically it's been that way for them or whether, you know, it's because they have like a addiction problem. Like I, it doesn't matter. Like because life is hard. Right. So I'm like, if I'm doing okay, why do I care if my taxes are paying for someone's schooling or for something? I'd rather it pay for that than fucking giving the police like fucking urban assault vehicles. Why do we, why do they need that? They don't fucking need that shit. Right. Right. And I think that's like one of the things too, where, where a lot of these conversations is like people, like you said, they've lost, they've lost their humanity and people are forgetting that like, again, people are carrying around their pebble. Everybody carries around their own in their shoe. (laughs) Some people it's in their shoe. Some it's in their hand, right? Like everybody has their, (laughs) this pebble analogy really got out of hand. Um, it, 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 everybody is carrying their own burden. And I think, I think as, so again, as angry as I feel for the people who make those comments and who are like, even though I did just call somebody a dumb fuck for thinking someone's fleeing the Netherlands to come here. I'm trying really hard now lately to be like, similar to what I told my nephew today, we can't see the anger. We have to see the hurt. I'm trying to do the same. And so one of the things I need to now do for myself is I'm no longer, this is like, I mean, I don't know how well this is going to work. Cause again, old habits die hard. I'm really trying to come from a space of just, not kindness, but just like, I won't, I won't give into my anger and hurt somebody else because of their miseducation or because of the, the life that, that they don't know. Right. Like, cause we say this all the time. You and I have said it multiple times when you know better, you do better. If they don't know better now, like I just can't, I, I, I have to be the, the opportunity to help them understand. Like I'm willing to make that commitment, but like, then I shouldn't be saying these like hurtful things for people who I'm supposed to love. Cause I think it, for me, it got to a point where I was getting so angry with my loved ones. And I feel like a lot of people listening can understand that, right? Like this political state we are in right now has caused so much tension between families, like close families too. And so I was like yelling at people that I'm supposed to love. And yes, like now we're, I understand their values are really, really harmful and their values are some of their ways of thinking are super, super problematic, but I don't, it's not getting me anywhere calling them a dumb fuck or a name. No. Like, you know what I mean? And but, so I also want to apologize then because I, my sister-in-law were having a conversation about this last night and she actually like got really upset by something I didn't even think twice in calling her, but it like hurt her. And I understand like you and I wouldn't have like, just like, it was like, it wasn't even like anything really that serious to you and I, but at the end of the day, she heard it. It hurt her feelings and that's not fair. And I'm not going to have, be able to have a conversation or have her understand where I'm coming from if that's where I start. For sure. No. And that's completely understandable. And with some people that works and you can have a conversation, but I think we've completely passed that point in some cases where it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you know better, you do better. Some people don't want to know better. Like they, they they don't want to make that effort. They don't care. They've decided like, this is what they believe. I mean, you could argue the same for the left as well. Um, oh, yeah. But Even the way that you should, like, they shut down and get just as angry. Yeah, and I mean, too. I'm not saying go into – don't go into any conversation with 
people, you know, of opposing sides, like cursing them out. I learned that very long time ago because I, that's the only way I would fucking go into things. Um, but it just doesn't, it never works. And, you know, you're just building yourself up for more anger and resentment afterwards. So, um, it even if, even if you walk away from it without like changing your mind, like be respectful, like at least be like, okay, like, cool. Like, you know, like that's just the way, at least that's the way I've been having conversations with people that, uh, I necessarily don't agree with where I'm just like, okay, like, you know, don't, I, I'm always down to like hear them out because they feel they need to say their piece. Um, but you know, if I, if you don't agree and it hasn't changed your mind, like that's fine, but it's always, you know, important to be respectful. Yeah. And I, I do, I, I agree. There's the balance between let me give somebody the chance. Right. And I, I think the hardest thing for me is not acting on instinct or that gut, right? Like the second someone says something that sounds so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it almost sounds like they're, you're pulling it from a place that's like, like when someone says like, well, you know, all lives matter, right? Like the second we hear that, our, that gut instinct in us, that gut reaction of like, oh, like I know what to say and I'm going to fucking jump down your throat and like get so angry at you and be so upset with you. I'm trying to fight that gut response. And again, see with an empathetic lens, I understand why you think that. I also understand. I mean, part of me is also like, it's because they haven't read a book, right? And you haven't listened to the two bells from Brooklyn because we were told you to read a book. Hashtag read a fucking book. Read a fucking book. So I can't get angry. Well, I mean, I am angry, but like I'm trying not to act on that gut instinct first. And lately for the people that I'm just like, I can't fucking deal with this. Um, it's I'm, I'm like low key trolling them, but I'm like doing it in the name of like love, peace and light. Um, my like favorite response now. So like people, obviously Facebook is like the hotbed for arguments. And I, most of the time I do not engage, but sometimes for like my own little entertainment, I'll just like, let me see if someone's going to argue back with me today. Because like, I'll like jump in at like peak heat moments in a conversation and just see if I can help a little bit. Right. And I'm not talking about like Make, I'm not like trying to stir the pot, but I'm just saying like, let me see how, and so far I've, I've done it like four times and every single time it's killed the Facebook fight. No one's ever responded to me, which I think is a little rude. Like you all were so fucking chatty before I jumped in here. Um, and one of the ways I've just been like ending it. So like, I'll usually just like address it, like address what they've said, like the back and forth. Right. And it's usually like a Trump supporter going after someone who's not a Trump supporter. Um, and they usually say something really, really nasty. And so I'll give them some, you know, just like a quick, like maybe a podcast that they can listen to a nice little article. And yes, like you said before, most people don't want to read. Someone's not going to actually sit here. Like Kristen said, she's like, bro, no one's reading these responses. And I went, it doesn't matter because I still made the effort. I put it in their court. And that's like, I'm not worried about what they do with it anymore. I'm worried about the fact that like they can't say someone never gave them the chance. And the, one of the ways I've been ending a lot of these conversations is, you know, while none of this will change your vote in however many days, or perhaps the hate and anger you have in your heart towards others who do not support, you know, our current president, I believe no one is a lost cause. And that includes you. I hope this has challenged you for the better. And because I am a Catholic who follows the teachings of Lord, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I will leave you with this. I'll pray for you and hope that you stay safe and well for the days to come. Much peace. That actually and sounds super bitchy. I know, but they have no idea because I always click on their profile and it's usually like, like for this particular person, they had like the praying hands. I was like, ah, a Catholic, my people, let me see if I can communicate. So they don't know that it's super bitchy because I've, I've been like super pleasant and nice the whole time, but I do sincerely mean it to some degree, right? Is you're not a lost cause. Am I trolling you a little bit? Yes. But also, what are you going to say? You're going to tell me to go fuck myself? You're going to tell the girl who just prayed for you to go fuck yourself? That's not nice. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you, this is like next level masochism. I don't know. You're a better person than me. I don't have the, um, I don't have the emotional uh, labor to do that, I guess. I've deleted Facebook. Oh, I, no, I was going to say, I don't do it all the time. It was literally just like, because I, uh, for work, we I have guess like a Facebook group. 
So I have to log into Facebook here and there. So it'll always just be like, what's on my feed today? And I'll be like, do I want to engage? Nah, I'm good. So, but sometimes it's just been kind of like a social experiment for me, but here's, and, but while I started trolling people at first, and again, it's kind of worked in my favor. I have taken away again that while yes, I kind of was being a little sarcastic. I think there is some truth to what I'm saying there. And that's what I'm trying to pull away is you're not a lost cause. You have anger and hurt in your heart. And I'm going to pray for that because I'm not, I'm going to lay my pebble down in this river. That's not in my fucking shoe before you make a smart ass comment. Listen, I was going to say, I'm going to lay my pebble down in your fucking eye. If you don't step the fuck off. Um, I'm going to lay my pebble down in a way that is going to try and change the direction of this river because that's all I'm responsible for right now. And I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help y'all heal. That's where I'm at right now. TLDR. I'm just trying to help y'all heal. I see your anger. I see your hurt. My DMS are open. If you want to talk and not, DMs, not like, not like dick talk, but you know what I mean? My DMS are not open. <laughs> yes. That has not changed since episode like four. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about music, then my DMS are open. Um, yes. But uh, I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I can make jokes about pebbles and rivers and throwing people in rivers all day. I will say that I'm going to pray for you. Uh, sounds oh, like yeah. the Catholic version of get off my stoop. Um, <laughs> or bless your heart. Or bless your heart for sure. Yeah. So I've been doing these universal polls, like I said before, and I don't do them every single night, but um, the all the cards are in the name of love and light. Like that's why it's like a little different than tarot. Like there's no like devil or like, not like the devil's usually, the devil isn't a bad thing in tarot either, but you know what I mean? Like there's nothing that's neg could be negatively symbolic in these cards. Um, but so what I've been doing is at night, you know, I'll, I'll do like a, I'll tune in, like check my energy and I'll pull a card that's all facing down. And this is like the fourth time in a row that I've pulled a card that says, I, I recognize I have chosen fear and I choose again and I choose love. This is like the fourth time in a row I've gotten this card and I shuffle them really good. Okay. So no one tell <laughs> me like, yeah, you're, you're planning it that way. It's like, no, I shuffle them really good. And again, I don't do it every night, but it's just this message that keeps coming up for me again is, is how can we turn, you know, this fear into love, this fear into love. And I want, I don't know. I just, I think I really want to not looking past election day. I want you all to like, I encourage you all to do the same as how can you turn your fear and your anger right now into love? Obviously, if you can't, Cole is a really good resource for you all. <laughs> I'm just going to make you an angry playlist. I have my, yes. that's how I cope. I it's very cathartic. Like after yeah. I listen to that a few times and I feel like, all right, maybe I'll watch some Seinfeld and go to bed. <laughs> maybe drink some tea, not caffeinated because it's late. Yeah, amazing. I gotta have my chamomile tea. This is 30. Also, I listened to Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed, everyone, for who listened to our music episode. Um, that was one of the recommendations that Cole had actually made to me. You truly know how to like get at my heartstrings. But also I listened to the one you just sent me, the Women of Lies or The Lies of Women. Oh, from War on Women? War on Women, that's what it is. And War on Women, the name of the song was White Lies. White Lies, that's what it was. I knew there was in there somewhere. Um, so good. Yeah. So good. That like, chorus is so biting. Oh, not biting, biting. Biting. Like, yeah, we politely request you get your boots off our necks. Oh. Yes. So great. That and the, like, so you didn't even tell me to listen to the song for the Aaron West one, but... Um, I imagine their apartment in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. That's the opener for uh, that first album. Yep. And I literally was like, this bitch knows me so well. You're going to love it. It tells a great story. And I, whenever I need to cry to about missing New York, I listen to all of Aaron West. Oh, I didn't cry, but I could see why it would. You could definitely see why it would. <laughs> you have to be in the, maybe it's mostly more of the headspace I'm in at the time, I think, but yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's end this on a, a positive note. <laughs> what is, what so, is one thing you're really grateful for right now? I'm grateful that I live in Los Angeles and the sun 
is nice and shiny every morning into my apartment and I can go sit in the sun when I'm feeling down. The sun. You're a dick. Is that because you know we're getting snow tomorrow? Oh, I actually didn't know that. No, holy shit. Oh, my bad. That was not very kind of me. (laughs) I was like, is this bitch for real? I'm trying to end on a nice note and she's about to fucking troll me. You just fucking spent a whole episode with your hippie dippy fucking kindness and then called me a dick because you thought I knew. No, bitch. I didn't know you were getting snow tomorrow. I don't check the New York weather anymore. I check to make sure that there's no fire or ash blowing through my neighborhood. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Okay, so you're grateful for the sun. <laughs> Can we edit that out? That Absolutely so not. It's hysterical. <laughs> My bad. All right. See, I told you sometimes, look, I said, let me let me preface. Everything I have said in this episode, I said I am trying. Okay. I didn't say I fucking perfected. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, I know. your I'm balls. Oh, that was so perfectly timed. Um Okay, well, I'm glad you're grateful for the sun. I'm grateful you have the sun. I'm grateful for the sun and I miss the sun, but I don't currently have it. Um, I think one thing I'm grateful for is probably, well, I'm grateful for a lot of things right now, but I'm going to just keep it simple. And I'm going to say I'm grateful for you, not just because I was really mean to you, but in general, I'm <laughs> grateful for you. <laughs> Um, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that I have something like this to look forward to every, every night of like, or once one night a week. And that I have listeners who actually are like really kind and caring. And I mean, yeah, I just feel so grateful to have this platform and this time to speak with people who for some reason actually care what we think. Um, I means a lot. I am truly shocked. Thank you, everybody. Every, Every time, every time. Although you did we have to end on this one note. Speaking of one of the listeners and the feedback we got, yeah. what did your girlfriend say? So last week when we were shitting on Long Island, um, my girlfriend <laughs> decided to bring up uh, Billy Joel, our patron saint, is actually from Long Island. And so she was like, you're going to tell me he's not a New Yorker? And um, to that I say he is. Obviously, he's like grandfathered in because he was actually born in the Bronx, uh, moved out to Long Island when he was like – nine years old or something i know too much about billy joel i feel um i was gonna say i was gonna say we we also do give him the pass but it does say in his wiki he is from the bronx yes he grew up on long island but he's from the bronx so that alone gets you gets you a pass i mean also like his iconic career writing songs about new yorkers so yeah i think you knew this was going to be the answer but we just wanted to have it on the record uh, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Billy Joel is our patron saint, and we will never identify him with Long Island. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, I'm not going to give him a pass. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, like, give him the credit and just be like, oh, all of a sudden, yeah, okay, fine. Long Island is New yeah, York. Yeah, just, just to be clear, we don't, we're, that's not Long Island getting the pass. It's just Billy Joel. And also, oh, yes. I, I wanted to bring up the fact that she, the way that she referenced that he still lives on <laughs> Long Island is by sending me an article that was like, Billy Joel's mansion robbed for the second time. <laughs> New York, baby. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Damn, Billy. Anyway. Dang, Daniel. All right. Well, this was actually really fun. It's still very therapeutic. Again, Great. I'm grateful. Y'all just got th- free therapy from us, so we'll accept our bill. We don't take Cigna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was fun. Well, all right. Let's do it again next week, shall we? Hell yeah. Episode 15. I'm hyped. All right. Well, I'm Anna. <laughs> I'm Cola. Thank you for listening. We're two broads from Brooklyn. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs>